Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I am your host, Kieran Anderson, and we have Rob Gorda back on. Rob, how's it going? Doing good, buddy. How are you? Super, super good. Rob, I have not talked to you in a while. I think the last time I saw you was in Florida, right? Randomly in the Keys? Yes, sir. We And we just met at ICAS, and then all of a sudden we're at Robbie's and Alan Murata, and we bump into each other. Pretty small world. Super, super small world. Um, I'm stoked to have you on here. Uh, dude, so give us a little overview on yourself, where you're from, what you do. Um, you have an awesome life, like the rest of the Salt Life fam, so it's, introduce yourself. Let's Let's hear it. Sure. I'm a seven and a half year Coast Guard veteran right out of high school. Did seven and a half years, got out, became a fishing guide and been a fishing guide for 27 years now. Been literally living a salt life. Has it been that long? 27 years of guiding? 27 years I've been a fishing guide for sure. Wow. Dude, that's so amazing. A lot of good times, a lot, a lot of struggle, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. A lot of good times also. Yeah, that's it's that's why they call it fishing, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so you were in the Coast Guard before that. I never knew that. That's insane. So that's probably like one of those circumstances that you have so much knowledge behind you from the coast guard that you can bring to your chartering business too oh it's it's priceless for sure uh, i was just always wanting to go in the coast guard and i joined right out of high school and then it just led me on my life path that i was meant to be on for sure that's so rad i love that that's a good that's a good thing and it's super cool like you know all the parts of the military branches and stuff like seeing people go and pursue something that they want to do and love after that too. It's really, really amazing to see that. Thank you for your service. I honestly, I never knew that. That's super cool. Really appreciate that very much. What, uh, what have you been up to? Have you been fishing a bunch? It's a busy time of the year. As soon as it gets warm in Florida, people want to fish. So I've been very fortunate and it's been busy, busy, busy for sure. How many, how many trips are you doing a week? I average like three, but as many as five in a row, you know, and oh, really? every, yeah, it's just a weather-based. So if it's nice, people want to go fishing. If it's windy, people want to maybe go fishing, maybe not. It's weather-related, weather and it's been pretty good weather lately. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it pretty nice there today? It was super windy today. Oh, super geez. windy. Clients, clients still wanted to go. 30-mile-an-hour winds. They still wanted to go. They said, Rob, I do not want to sit in a hotel room. So I, I took them, and we caught six fish. Oh. We got five snook and one red. And on a day like this, that's that's awesome. Hey, that's amazing. You got That's the thing. It's when it's bumpy and crappy out. I always still want to go fish. I just want to be in the water. That's. It's just something about the ocean that you're like. I have to be surrounded by this body of water, or else I will lose my mind if I'm coked up inside of my house. For sure. And that's what they said. They said no hotel room fishing. I don't care how bad it is. And it was a great day. They had fun. They had a good time. That's good. I like that. So uh, you guys just did a charter with the Salt Life crew. Talk to me about that. Uh, we had an epic day. Um, you know, we, 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 luckily we were blessed with great weather. Yeah. And, uh, I pulled the trigger and, uh, I wanted to go out in the blue water. Normally I don't take charters out in the blue waters. This wasn't a charter. You know what I mean? It was with friends and salt life. So I went out in the blue water and it just turned out to be amazing. So the first stop was to get bait. So we, we loaded the welding bait easily. And then I, uh, I decided to pull the triggers flat calm. We ended up 30 plus miles offshore and it, we averaged 38 miles an hour. So that tells you how calm it was. 
So first bait's in the water, just amberjacks everywhere. So everyone caught an amberjack. And I said, all right. I looked in the distance for shrimp boats. I knew exactly what I was going to target at shrimp boats. Pulled out the shrimp boat, black tuna busting the surface Are everywhere. you serious? It was, it was like dream fishing come true for anybody on earth. It was amazing. So um, the first one ended up going underneath the shrimp boat and breaking us off in the anchor line. The second one, we ended up landing. And then the next, like, seven, we lost to sharks. It was oh like my. Sharknado. Sharknado for real, dude. Sharknado, dude. It was Sharknado, man. And I'm talking <laughs> not your average six-foot shark. I'm talking your 12-foot shark, 13-foot sharks. Like, one bite, and they, boom, it's gone whole. Gnarly. And then uh, we landed our second one, lost a bunch more. So then we decided to mix it up. I saw another one on the way in, another shrimp boat. And then it, we hooked another black black tuna. It came off, uh. unfortunately. So we're like, we are on a bad streak, lost seven in a row. Jeez. So we ended up like two for 15 on black tuna, which is plenty of fish for everybody. Two for 15? Yes. It was, it was really good. Oh, my. So then everyone thought there was a... Uh, a shark found a bait in, right? It wasn't a shark. As soon as someone says shark, I know what it is. It was a monster cobia. Just absolute stud. Monster cobia. So that ended up being, I think it was around 100 pounds. It took 45 minutes to the gaff, and we got it aboard in just a stud cobia. Just like a dream fish. It'll be, it's the biggest one I've ever seen. The one prior to that was 62 pounds, like 15 years ago. Kobe have really hard to, to land, you know, to get to the boat, everything. They have a lot, lot of factors to land in them. To get this one on board, estimate 100 plus pounds. It was amazing. To the gap, it was 45 minutes. Wow. So where did you guys go out of? So I, I fished out of St. Petersburg called O'Neill's Marina. They've been here since 1942 or something. Been keeping my boat at O'Neill's for 15 years. So it's, it's a central location right out the highway, 275. And it's uh, just a great place to, to leave and keep your boat. That's epic. How long were you guys out in the water for? Oh, we were out a good minute. We, we were out there at least uh, probably seven to seven and a half hours. Oh, geez. What made you want to go blue water, like deep blue water versus staying in shore? Well, the different. I mean, it's just such a nice day. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's no wind and I had to take advantage of it. So I just pulled the trigger and made a decision and. Felt everyone, talked to everyone, asked for their thoughts, and I said, let's do it. Let's do something different. That's Everybody why was I pulled in. the trigger. Oh, yeah. That's oh, rad. Yeah. From the minute the first bait left the water to the last one, it was just dream day fishing. So talk to me about the process on catching bait in that morning. Was it pretty, was it just, was everything just happening so easily? Oh, it was perfect. I literally threw it in that one time. Really? And had enough to fill the well. It was just probably... No lie, thousand baits. At Are least. you serious? For sure, one hundred percent. What yeah. are you guys looking for on the East Coast? What are you guys looking for for getting for getting bait? We, I just know, you know, I have hundreds of bait spots. So what typically happens is I know where the spot is. Then I use my bottom machine sonar, and then once I mark them, I throw the cast in. And that day it was only ten feet of water. So usually when there's three feet of bait off the bottom and ten feet of water, it's easy. And it was very easy that day. So one cast, you got them all, and you guys were on one to cast. a good day of fishing. Yes, sir. That is insane. It was epic, for sure. 
That's so crazy. What's a typical day of inshore fishing look like for you guys? So what, it'll start out the same, go get bait. And then I'll just work to shallow water, shallow water areas. I have my spots around the Skyway Bridge, around Pinellas Point. We, I live in West Central Florida, St. Pete area. So, you know, I have my typical shallow water spots that I hit. And um, I didn't do that because it's just too dang on nice. So was, let's get out of here. Let's do something <laughs> different. <laughs> but normally that's what I would do is, you know, go shallow water fishing, catch snook trout and redfish. And uh, it just worked out better for that day yeah yeah so <laughs> so specifically for that uh salt life adventure you guys you guys went to a wreck you said yes sir yep it was about 30 miles out and how deep are the how deep was it out there that's 100 feet right there and then we ended up in uh, probably 102 feet about 35 36 miles out but where the shrimp boats were I think it's so interesting, like you go that far out and there are sandbars or wrecks or reefs and stuff that are that shallow. It's 100 feet and it takes 30 miles. It's, it's wild for sure. If you do that on the east coast of Florida, you know, you're in thousands of feet of water on our coast. It's, it's really shallow a long way out. Yeah. What's, what's like the biggest difference between, I guess, the west coast of Florida fishing versus the east coast of Florida fishing? Is there a big difference between that? Oh, for sure. Because, you know, like you pointed out, it's 100 feet, 30 miles out, 30 miles out in the ocean. It's it's you're in caverns. You know what I mean? So that's total, total different fishing. So you were talking about the shrimp boat. When you see those shrimp boat, do you immediately know what's going on out there? I immediately hope what's going on out there. So, you know, when when shrippers are during the, during the night, you know, at like four or five o'clock in the morning, they're going to pull in their nets and they're going to clean their bycatch. Well, that attracts everything, right? So a lot of times there's bonita, which are a species that are fun to catch, but not table fare. People get irritated with them. There was not one bonita there. It was nothing but black fins. We got the cobia and there were sharks. We hooked several sharks also. They immediately break off when they're that big and they just bite through. We weren't using wire leader. So, um, but that's the three species we caught off the shrimp boats this time. And that's, that's what you hope for. It's so fun talking to everyone on these podcasts because every single time I learn new stuff and it's just like fun to, you know, like get entertained by what you guys do over there because our fishing is completely different. So I was in, I was in the Mentawise and the guys were like, oh yeah, we're going to try to get Wahoo or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's just go after it. And then when I pulled it up, I could see it flashing down there and I thought it was a Wahoo the whole time, but it ended up being a Spanish mackerel. And it's just oh, like, wow. it, it's just like one of those things that I'm like, I'm learning the different types of fish or whatever. And I'm, you know, like sometimes sure. you mix stuff up or tuna, tuna is like a specific one. Like you got bluefin here, yellowfin here. Um, and you can tell the difference with the fins, but if I just saw it, I'd be, Oh yeah, it's, you know, a yellowfin or whatever, like before I learned about that. So it's fun to like talk about, uh, different species and learn about that stuff. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me. For sure. I still haven't got a Wahoo yet. And I've been trying and trying and trying. So that's that. I'm still, I'll get it one day. I'm still trying for that Wahoo. I know they're, they're rad fish. They're, they're good eating. They're, they're super, super fast. And I want to, I want to try to shoot one soon. That's my, that's my goal. Check out these uh, shirts that Salt Life are making for uh, captains now. Oh, custom, what? Custom t-shirts. You see that? Yeah, that's rad. No pretty, way. They turned out pretty nice. Can you see the back? Yeah, that's awesome. Is that the, is that the material that we've been making? The uh, high performance material? Yes. Yeah. It's dry fit, breathable. It's it, love them. Absolutely. Get, I get uh, compliments when I wear this shirt all the time. I so bet. Yeah. I'm super stoked about these shirts. Yeah. They're, those things are the best, especially being on the water all day. 
they're stretchy they you know they protect you from the sun all day long they're just amazing shirts they the oh, yeah, quality the quality that we get is the best quality there is so um i was going to talk to you about specifically hitting those targets you were talking about cobia tuna amberjack when you're going after um those fish are you using the same bait the whole time and are you yeah, deep it doesn't matter so what we have is called scale sardines spanish sardines pinfish and threadfin herring they're all amazing offshore it doesn't matter what you have and you, i just fill the live well with as many as possible and typically it's around a thousand baits it's a lot of baits so when we get out there i just throw them on the surface and if the fish are there it's just chaos as from the minute you start fishing till you leave it's chaos are you guys free lining it? No weight? No, no weight. It's always free line. That's, that's typically the species I want to catch, unless I'm grouper or snapper fishing. And I only do that for fun. But when I go out there in the blue water, it's it's more for the pelagic, like blackfin tuna. But if we do grouper or snapper, you do need to put on weight. So what about belly hooking versus nose hook and all that stuff? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just hook it because it's fast and furious. Just hook it, throw it out. Gnarly. That's crazy. You, yeah, you don't have to. You, you don't have to be technical. So with cobia, cobia-like structure, right? You know, they're found in every warm ocean. So they are all over the world. I find that they find they love structure and they love food. So that's why they're found in shrimp boats also. They also follow sharks. So that's why the cobia was on these shrimpers. There's so many sharks. They all go hand in hand and they just feed off the scraps. That's so crazy. I feel like cobia would be one of those fish that would be so hard to find. Can, can, are you sightseeing them? Like, how are you doing it when you see them? When you're on a wreck, typically they they come up following your bait. Oh, that's they do. exactly what happened. On the shrimper, that's what happened. They followed the bait. That's how we got them. When you're on a wreck, same thing. You throw out a bait, he'll follow it in or he'll eat it without you knowing. So a lot of times they're on the surface. And I, from what I understand from research, what their theory is, when they're on the surface, they're warming their metabolism because it's warmer on the water surface. So that's what I've heard of, and that's the theory that I've heard. And it makes sense when you think about it. And I catch a lot of fish on the surface, cobia that is. So when you when you went after that cobia specifically, you guys were using live bait, and you did you see him come up? Oh yeah, he followed the bait in. That just is like, so rad. And he just followed it all the way to the boat, and he ate right next to the boat. When you see a, a when you see a, a fish with a head, like, unbelievable, eat a bait right there next to the boat. It's an incredible experience. Did you guys clean all the fish and eat them, too, afterwards? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Took a, took over an hour and a half to clean the fish. Are you serious? We've had, we had, we took, we ate raw tuna right at the flame table. Oh, yeah. We, um, we bagged all the fish, uh, divvied it up. Everyone got their fair portions. And uh, I had two, cobia for dinner for two days, and we had... Tuna appetizer for two days. We made poke bowls. It's the best. I mean, living, eating fish is the best life. You know what I mean? Oh, I it's agree. It's so healthy and so good, and uh, it's the best protein. What are what are some good meals with cobia? Can you eat cobia raw or no? I don't eat cobia raw. It's more it's more of a cooking fish. So I just keep it simple: pure extra virgin olive oil, salt and pepper, and it's amazing. It's like better than chicken. Honest to God. And you just keep it simple. The simpler, the better with cobia. And that, that one that you guys got took 45 minutes to gaff. 45 minutes. Once we hooked to gaff. That is crazy. So they put up a And that was fight. using, that was 60-pound braid with a 60-pound leader. Jeez. And a six-aught six hook. 
And they put up a gnarly fight then. Gnarly fight. Typically, they'll try to chick, trick you. Uh-huh. And they will uh, come up lazily to the boat. And everyone's like, gaffa, gaffa. I knew better because I knew it had a lot in them. So I just let them keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting. And then finally took off. And it took another 30 minutes at that point. And we tired it off, tired it out enough to where it was safe to gaff. Because if you gaff a cobia when it's green, you know, green is still has a lot of energy. It can destroy a boat because they're so they're so strong. So I made sure it was very tired before I put it to gaff. That's crazy. Out of your 27 years of chartering, was that one of the better cobia that you've seen? It's the biggest, biggest one I've ever ever had on board that's so rad salt life team goes out you guys are all just having a good time and you just get a massive cobia oh yeah i got a great reel on my uh, instagram and and it's it's epic it's epic that's so rad so how how is the chartering business going are you just over the moon having a good time oh yeah I'm, i'm very fortunate i got my regulars i got my word of mouth I got new clients. It's, it all works out perfect. And, and I'm very fortunate to do what I do for a living, for sure. What's a, what's a typical um, day look like for you at work? Are you on the water all day long or how long are you guys usually doing charters for? So I normally, there's no, uh, it's just preference for the charter. If they want a half day, I'll start out seven o'clock. We'll meet fish four hours, four and a half hours. And then I'm done. Typically before charters, hour and a half of after a charter's hour and a half. So I have an extra three hours on top of any charter. And then um, and then we just fish, you know, we just go get bait and fish. That's so rad. I really, really, really want to go fish on the uh, F- Florida side, you know, like over here, it's so much different. We got really, really cold water right now. So we only have rockfish and it's crazy too, because we're, we're in April now. So this time last year, water was getting warm. So we're we're all sitting here twiddling our thumbs going, when is this water going to warm up? We want to see those tuna. We want to see the good fish. But I feel like you guys are so blessed with the water temp. You can fish year round. Oh, yeah. I do make a good living fishing year round just because it's Florida. And the water temp was already up to 81. Are you serious? Is that warm? This last cold front, it dropped down to this morning at 75. So it, start, it dropped a little bit, but that's okay. It's okay if it drops a little bit. It's heating up so fast. So I was happy that it dropped a little bit. Do you have any trips coming up? Fishing trips or charters? Every day. Every, every day. day. Yeah. Booked, booked every day through, I think, July 1st, I think. Oh, wow. And there's one or two days off, but it's pretty much every day. It's that time of year. Florida this time of year is the best. Everyone wants to be in Florida. They all have cabin fever from the north. Yeah. Cold. They all want to get out to Florida. So from March through... July 1st is nothing but nothing but chaos and it's great fishing. It's a great time of year. That's so rad. So with those new uh, Salt Life shirts, all the captains now are getting uh, captain shirts from Salt Life. They're allowed to, you know, they, they just send in their, their logo. Yep. And they can make, make, have a Salt Life shirt with their logo on. It's the best of both worlds. I mean, I love them. That is I so get compliments rad. on them every time I wear them. That's so sick. I love that. It's so, it's so cool too, because we get to utilize the gear that we want to use, like the high performance material. It's breathable. Like 100%. you said, it's, I don't even know. It's, it's crazy. The material, how it's made and everything like you go, I, I will dive in those sometimes just because oh, I, sure. just because I don't want to get sunburnt and I don't want to wear a t-shirt. So I'll wear the high performance gear that we have with board shorts and, and my t-shirt and I'll go dive with that thing. 
I honestly cannot wear anything but high performance. Yeah. This SLX material is just oh, the, the UA vapor stuff. It's just, it's the best, it's the best there is on water. You said that you have a reel up uh, with catching that cobia? Yes, I do on Instagram. Yep. Robert Gorda. Okay, cool. So Robert Gorda on Instagram. Do you have any other so yep. social media, YouTube or anything? I did have a YouTube. That's a whole nother story. But um, I, had, I do have a Facebook, Rob Gorda. Um, easy to find. Um, Twitter's Rob Gorda. Easy to find. So everything's the same. Rob Gorda. Yes, sir. I like Except it. for Instagram, it's water, Robert Gorda. Okay. I have to spell out my real name. <laughs> if somebody wants to come book a trip with you, how can they do that? I know you're booked out until July, but... CaptainRobGorda.com. Perfect. Has all the info. I love it. Spell out Captain Rob Gorda, G-O-R-T-A. Well, next time that you you guys are doing a salt life trip out there, maybe I'll have to fly out and come fish with you. I'm I'm jealous. Anytime. Anytime you're in Florida, let me know. Absolutely. Rob, thanks so much for hopping on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too. Have a good day. And thanks, everybody, for listening in. Make sure you guys uh, hit up Rob when you guys are in Florida for uh, a good charter. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.